Welcome to another episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. Uh, On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. I'm your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, better known as Mr. Speaker. And today we're going to continue what we started last week. Bishop started a series on profiles in courage. And last week he dealt with Moses and how Moses had to face his fear. And so we're going to be looking at several Bible characters as we go through this series. And as um, the bishop was talking last week and we have vivid examples, um, this scripture came to my mind um, was Romans 15 and four. It says, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. And so by looking at these uh, people that were in the Bible, it can encourage us and give us hope, especially when it comes to courage and doing certain things. So last week we talked about Moses. Today, Bishop, you said you want to talk about David. How are you doing today, Bishop? Hello, Mr. Speaker. How are you doing today? Sir? I'm doing just wonderful. Wonderful today. It's magnificent Monday. <laughs> great, great. Well, I hope that you're having a wonderful day, and I thank you for joining us and helping us on this particular day with this particular podcast. Thank you, sir. Oh, well, I, I'm I look forward to to Monday's, Bishop. It's, it's so enlightening, and you give some great insights, and especially starting last week with uh, being courageous, being bold, being able to do it, and knowing that there were humans before us who had to deal with the same issues, and today you want to talk about David. Absolutely. David was... As, as we all know, and I know we have quoted this several times, the Bible tells us that David was a man after God's own heart. And it is just interesting that before David got into situations, and uh, he was a very humble person, very dedicated to the Lord. But every time that he turned away from God or did something that he should not have done, the good thing about David is that he always got it right with God. And when we talk about profiles of courage, and as the, the audience knows, that we started this uh, a week or so ago, and I use the theme that uh, President John F. Kennedy used when he wrote the book Profiles in Courage about eight United States senators who were involved in some mind-boggling situations for their time. And many of them, because of their support or lack of support from the communities that they served, they were not reelected due to the fact that they uh, did some things that people didn't appreciate and that they didn't like, but they had to have the courage in order to do the right thing. Well, the same way I want to talk that I've discussed that with you concerning them, I want to talk about David because David was a favorite of God and David had the courage to face impossible situations. Now, we all know the story about David, how he was just a little shepherd boy, but because he was out there with the sheep, he smelled like sheep and he was out there learning how to take care of God's people. The interesting thing about David is that people in his family did not see him as a leader. As you all know, the first thing that the Bible tells us about David is that, of course, he was a shepherd boy. And uh, when the prophet came to his father's house to anoint the next king of Israel, David was not brought in front of the prophet initially. That is very, very interesting because it, it tells me that people around David, his father, his family, and those who were around him did not see him as king worthy. They did not see him as a king.
king. And so therefore they did not bring him in front of the prophet to be anointed. But as God would have it, every single time the horn of oil would go over the head of one of his brothers, it did not pour. It did not flow. And so the prophet said, look, it's got to be, you've got to have another son somewhere here. I don't know where he is, but but we can't sit down until we find him so that I can anoint him the next king of Israel. I've got to do what God wants me to do. And so they said, oh yeah, he's just a little boy. He's out in the field. He's a little ruddy boy. Um, uh, and so Samuel said, well, hey, we're going to have to get him. We have to, because if we don't, um, there's going to be a problem and I can't anoint the next king over Israel. So long story short, we know what happened. Uh, God anointed David the king. And the interesting thing about all of this is that even though he had not taken the kingdom yet, he still had the anointing. And that's a powerful point uh, that I want to bring out to people and the fact that he still did what God wanted him to do. So let's go to 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, Mr. Speaker, 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. And I want to read to you uh, verses 32 through 33, where you will find uh, this particular passage of scripture. And, uh, and this is what it tells us. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And then in verse 33, and Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine um, to fight with him for thou art but a youth and he a man of war from his youth. All right. Well, the entire book of First Samuel chronicles the power struggle between the Israelites and their chief enemy at the time, um, the Philistines. And though King Saul and the Israelite soldiers were dismayed by the daily threats of their enemy's giant. David took courage to fight Goliath. Now, how David got there was his father sent him on an expedition trip to check up on his brothers, to make sure that his brothers were okay and make sure that they had food and supplies and, and that they would be taken care of. So the interesting thing is when David heard this great giant talking about his God and talking about what his God uh, was not going to do and how he was going to overcome the children of Israel, David had a problem with that. And he immediately said, I'm going to fight this giant. Uh, he, How dare he come out of here and talk about my God? How dare he come out here and, and say all of these terrible things about my God? I am going to defend my God. I'm not going to allow this to happen. And so David, he just got excited about it. And he uh, basically said, I'll fight the giant. And he was ready to do it on the spot. And if you look at 1 Samuel the 17th chapter, you'll find that uh, the king who had lost the anointing or had lost the favor of God, let me say it that way, he had lost the favor of God because of the actions that he had done. King Saul had messed up in the eyesight of God, and David, um, he knew that he had been anointed the next king of Israel, but of course that was, a, that was a secret, that was not something that he was going around telling people about. And so it's interesting that God had two men here, one, uh, two individuals here, one who had lost favor with him, but was still in office. And then the other one who was just a youth, but he had anointed him to be the next king over Israel. And that's where we are today, Mr. Speaker. So David had the courage to fight uh, the giant and he was ready to fight him on the spot. He was not going to allow this giant to continue to talk about his God. And where we pick up here is we find uh, David was talking to the king and the king was trying to warn him, don't, um, if you're going to do this, let me give you my armor. And that, that's the interesting uh, scenario that was happening here.
So I, I thought that was very, very, very interesting how it leads up to this particular situation. If I, if I may interject here, Bishop, we see that David was ready to fight on the spot, meaning that yes, he sir. had self-confidence. He he had the courage on the inside. It seems as though he had what I would call a why a reason that brought his courage out. What do you say for that person that sees a situation, something that needs to be handled, but their why is not great enough? It seems that David's why was great enough because it was his God. And then what's your view on how do experiences help us to have courage? Because I remember in this story, David said, oh, I fought the lion and the bear. So the past or his experiences gave him courage or hope and also his reason and his why. Well, everyone has to have something deep down inside that makes you want to do something. And I believe, quite frankly, that David, his why was his relationship with God. He was really upset of the fact that here was this giant saying what he was going to do to the children of Israel and talking about God and really just being very, very arrogant, uh, very upset with the children of Israel. And I think what really made David mad was the fact that none of his brothers, none of the soldiers, and even King Saul did not say anything or do anything against this giant because they were afraid. And David was saying, I am not, no matter how much of an advantage that they have, I am not going to allow the enemy of the children of Israel to come and talk about my God. David had a good relationship with God. And daily, daily, he would sing praises unto God while he was tending to the sheep. So he had a good relationship with him and he wanted to defend his God. I believe that was the why. Sometimes we need to get some righteous indignation over things that are that that's happening in our world and we need to do something about it and that's in my opinion that was david and it just so happens that david uh coincidentally was there because his father sent him there but it's very interesting how all of this developed so david david's why was his relationship with god and i think sometimes our indignation needs to show up and and to come out and say this is what I'm going to do regardless. And so David said, I'm going to chance. If there's such a thing called having a chance, I'm going to chance this situation and I'm going to fight uh, for my God. I'm going to defend my God. David was upset. So here we, we have his reasoning because of the, what we established was a relationship with God. And so for people to be courageous, they need to have a purpose or reason or a why. But another thing I saw here um, and I'd like for you to expound on it. If you would go to verse 46 um, of, of this the passage that you were sharing with us, verse 46, a lot of times people say, OK, I see something. I know something needs to be done. But in my own strength and in my own power and in, with my own resources, I can't make it happen. But how did looking at verse 46, it kind of gives us an insight to how David did what he did. Well, David was he, he had faith. Quite frankly, David had faith. Um, the, the Philistine and this was uh, in the act of what was happening here. David was ready to fight. The Philistine is talking all of this trash to David and talking all of this trash to the children of Israel. And. Uh, I just think it's interesting. And let's back up. If you go to uh, 1 Samuel 17, let's look at verse 
43. And the Philistine said unto David, and the Philistine said unto David, am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. I mean, Goliath is really talking about what he's going to do to David. But David gathered himself. He was not uh, to a point of being so rambunctious to not understanding what was going on here. David gathered himself and he said, thou comest to me with the sword, with the spear, and with the shield. But I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord and the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou has defied. Again, David was upset that he even dared to defy his God. David was upset. And then he, by faith, put it out there and he told Goliath, look, I am going, look, God is going to deliver you into mine hand. And not only will I kill you, look at what he says in verse 46. David was really on it here. He said, not only will I smite you, not only will I kill you, but I'm going to take your head from you and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beast of the earth. And all and, and all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. David had faith, my brother, and he said, I am going to take care of this situation. I'm going to deal with it right now. I'm not scared of this giant. I'm not scared. And I am going to do something now because this giant is defying the children of Israel. He is defying the God of all Israel. And I think David was just upset that nobody else wanted to do anything. Nobody else wanted to say anything. And uh, he did what he had to do. And, and of course, he could not wear the armor that the king wanted to give to him. Uh, and I think, again, David was saying to himself, I don't want anybody else to take credit other than my God. And I thought that was a very powerful exchange between him and the king, King Saul, when he tried to give him armor. He said, no, 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 no. I, I have what I need. I've got God on my side and it, this is going to happen. And I know that God is going to bless me uh, to defeat this enemy. This this is just a very powerful exchange, not just a uh, Bible story. This is a powerful exchange here. If I may interject here, he refused to take on Saul's armor and he wanted to go into battle with what he was comfortable with and what he knew. In, in light of looking at this from a, a spiritual perspective and the natural, should we become comfortable with who we are and the skill sets that God has given us and take that and use it? And even from a spiritual perspective, not be afraid to utilize our spiritual gifts um, to do things and be courageous? Absolutely. Absolutely. Regardless of what is is in front of you, regardless of what is happening, take matters in your own hand, do what you have to do and be comfortable in what God has given to you. Um, only God knows the outcome of situations in our lives and only God knows what we're going through and what we are dealing with. And at some point when we take our, our situations to him, we have to just believe that he's going to take care of it with what he has already given to us. We need to quit trying to do what somebody else is doing, try to take from someone else, but use what God has given to you because normally God has a purpose and a reason for doing what he uh, has done. And so you, you have to be able to say, I am going to use what he has given to me. David knew I killed the lion. I killed the bear. I did it before with God's help. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, that it's going to happen for me in this instance right now. And not only was he talking faith, but he was talking fact. 
because David just predicted what he was going to do. So that tells me hey, he had a relationship with God to the point of saying, this is what my God is going to allow me to do on this day. Regardless of what armor I have or do not have, God will allow me to do this on this day. It, this is just very powerful. And I always often teach that relationships are how things get done. And even in the natural, when you're looking at how can I accomplish something, how can I make it happen? Look at your relationships. Who do you know? Who can help you? Who can you reach out to to help guide you or to provide the resources that you need? And in this instance, David had a relationship, not with just someone who could provide, you know, give insight. He was had a relationship with the creator of all who knew all from everlasting to everlasting. And that was a powerful relationship. And it just brings to my mind, if God before you, who can be against you? That is a powerful relationship. Exactly. David had courage. His courage came from the countless times that God protected him uh, in danger from danger in the past. Because of his past relationships, he was he knew that God was going to deliver him now. He had steadfast confidence. I mean, steadfast confidence that God was going to deliver him against whatever opposition that came his way. And David, he acted upon the faith that he had to fight Goliath with just a slingshot. And with that, God gave him the victory. It is so powerful because the whole army fought at his side and with God's help, the whole army was there and they could have done something, but nobody did anything other than David. Uh, so David, uh, he even could have received uh, help from King Saul in the army fighting, but David did not want to do this. He wanted everyone to know that this day, God is going to deliver me out of your hand. And as a result, uh, with God's help, they won or he won a great battle on that day. I'm just excited about the past experiences that David had that made him think this is nothing because I have been here before. And that's what I have to say every time I come up against a David and Goliath situation. I've been here before. God has got me out of this before. He has blessed me before. He has opened the door before. He has made a way before. And if he did it back then, I know he can do it right now. And he did. And David defeated the enemy on that day. So he relied on his experiences, his faith, but more importantly, his God. And in this story, we, we see that you had the masses who had everything from a, a military standpoint, a military might, yet had fear. But a little lad, a young boy who had a relationship with the almighty God stood up and with the help of God did something that nobody else not that they couldn't do it, but they were not willing to do it. Oh, exactly. Exactly. They did. They just weren't in a position of having faith to believe that God was going to do it. And it's just very, very interesting. Very interesting. But thank you. Thanks be to God. We have this as a story that uh, it, it happened. And I, I just think it's wonderful. I, I think it's totally wonderful what God did and how he left a record of what David stood up against. So whenever we come against a Goliath situation, we can have the faith that God is going to do it. How would you summarize the lesson in this profile in courage, Bishop? 
Well, it's interesting that David was not scheduled to be there. He was not scheduled to uh, be in the same camp as his brothers. So that's an interesting concept. It happened while he was doing something else. It happened while he was being sent on an errand. And many times our David and Goliath situations happen when we don't expect it to happen. But that's where we have to have faith to believe that God is going to bless us above and beyond measure. And I think the lesson here is that no matter how small uh, you might look in front of a huge, significant situation, your smallness, if I can say it that way, your lack of being big, in a situation, that's the exact time that God can do what he said he is going to do. And I love it. I love it because there is always a David and Goliath situation. There, there are always more Davids than there are Goliaths, believe it or not. And so that's that's the lesson that I received from this particular story in the Bible, this biblical account of what David went through. You can do it. Um, you, you can make it. Uh, you may not have everything at your disposal. Uh, you might just have the slingshot, but because you've got God in the slingshot, it's going to work out all right. And all I can say to that one today, Bishop, is amen. I want to give anybody the opportunity to ask a question on today. Are there any questions from the floor today for Bishop Rudolph? All right. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today with this second part in the series of Profiles in Courage, where uh, Bishop highlighted David and his feet over Goliath and what it means to really have a faith and a relationship and how it helps you as well as your experiences, um, how it helps you to have courage. Any last words before we close, Bishop? I just think that this was the start of something great for David. And it's good to go back to see where people started, where their beginnings were. And this was a beginning for David. He had been anointed the next king of Israel. Uh, but he was still in a servant mode and he saw that something needed to be done and he did it with the help of the Lord. No matter where you start, no matter what your beginnings are, God has the ability to help you stand against the enemy. And I guarantee you that if you make a courageous stand, a courageous act will happen as it was on record that David did a courageous act through the help of God on that day. There are more Davids than there are Goliaths. And I am thankful to God that I'm a David today. And whatever comes my way, I am going to be courageous and stand firm so that the Lord can use me in whatever endeavor he chooses to on this day. All right. Thank you, Bishop. Bishop says he's going to be that light and that example of courage in his community, in his home, in his church. It's just going to be a lifestyle. Thank you so very much, um, Bishop, for uh, giving us this insight on David on today. You've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph, and I'm blessed to be your facilitator, Vincent Edwards, the one and only Mr. Speaker. But Bishop Rudolph here with On Point, On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. Be blessed.